Hey everyone, my name is Nick. And my name's Kat. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Made for You and Me. An entertaining and educational podcast about the history, geology, wildlife, and other fun facts within America's best idea, the National Parks. The National Parks! Pew, 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 pew. Um, uh, so Kat and I are both major uh, lovers. What's the word? Lovers. <laughs> major lovers. <laughs> we are major fans. Oh my gosh. What? I'm so off today. We're major fans of um, Parks and Rec, the Amy yes. Poehler show. And so often recently, I find myself saying things like how um, Tom said in that one episode, anything is possible. Yeah, yes. So whenever I said the national parks, that's where that came from. Don't be suspicious. Um, don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Uh, don't. Don't be I'm suspicious. also surprised like there haven't been more Parks and Rec references from the two of us. I guess like we've tried to like, you know, stick to business, but for future reference from now on, whenever I say anything like, Nivea Vanilla Infused Lotion! It's coming from Anything is Possible! There's a bottle of Nivea Vanilla Infused Lotion on the table. So. Sorry, Aunt Carol, that's your Christmas present. My brain is not that random. It's going in a stocking. Um, oh, that's a good large stocking stuffer. It's going to fill the whole stocking. Stuff yeah, the whole stocking. you have a big stocking. I guess not. Okay, great. Well, guess what am I? Oh, so we <laughs> just recorded our episode on music of the national parks, and we are doing a back-to-back recording so that um, the week of Christmas we don't have to record another episode, yet all of our beautiful fans can still get an episode. Yes. Kat just did her piece on music of the national parks, and I am going to be discussing today... The best national parks to spend Christmas. St. Nicholas. I don't know. I thought national park. What? I thought there was one. St. Nicholas? I don't know. No. Clearly not. No, clearly not. What do you think? Is there one? Well, I don't know, actually. Sorry. Now you <laughs> there have was St. Cut... Elias. Yes, there was. And the, there were reindeer there. Anyway. Today, I'm going to be discussing the best national parks to spend Christmas. Um, And this will be coming out two or so days before Christmas. What are you laughing at? Me. Did you burp again? (laughs) What are you doing? I'm just laughing. I was trying to do it silently. Well, Kat just thinks she's hilarious. (laughs) So... Speaking of Christmas, before I get into it, I know at the end of every episode, Kat, I ask if you have any more questions, comments, thoughts, philosophies, intuitions, or ambiguities. And I have a comment slash intuition today. So I do not watch um, cable television. I do watch a lot of TV, but it's subscription um, platforms. Excellent. So I don't. I don't have cable, um, so I don't see commercials. But I was in the gym today, and there are gyms. What? There are TVs in my gym, um, and there was a commercial for the um, gym for the for <laughs> cars. Oh, okay. And growing up, I've always remembered seeing commercials of an individual purchasing a vehicle and surprising their spouse yes. with the car. Very popular. And that's like the mantra of 
Christmas time car commercials. Like that's the thing. Right. And every major car brand does it. Mostly the um, the high end like Acura and Cadillac, like the and ones Lexus. that you should not surprise someone with. Ooh, that's that's what I'm. Th- yeah. That's Sorry. the thing. Like Sorry. I thought, I we need to get past this as a society, and especially as like a capitalistic consuming country. We need to end those commercials because no psychopath should be making such a large purchase without the consent or at least a discussion from their partner. If anyone is being surprised with an entire car, there is a problem in that relationship. (laughs) Was this the same commercial that like the house looks like it has to be like a $5 million Oh, I, yeah, it was. Yeah, yes. Okay. So maybe I'm just in my own little middle-class bubble thinking that, you know, money is to be not spent frivolously. And maybe these commercials are aimed at people with $5 million houses who do have the ability I to... I mean, what else are you going to buy your, your SO, if not a vehicle, when you have that big of a house? I guess. Um, and maybe you can just do it every year. You Annually, could, an eighty thousand dollar brand new, new car. Park. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if anyone's thinking about buying their significant other uh, a car because they've nothing else to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on, um, we have some ideas for you to hit us up. But anyway, I just want to throw that out there. I saw that today, and I was like, it's been a long time since I've seen a commercial like that. Maybe since last Christmas, but since I don't see commercials regularly, I was like, this is still a thing. Like, we need to end that. The only good Christmas commercial is the M M&M and M one. Oh, so good. Coca-Cola has good ones, too, with the polar bears. They're okay. And, like, Unity they're, and they're not, whatever. They're not M&M ones, though. I am real. Well, anyway, back to um, Christmas in national parks. I, today, have made a short list of five national parks that are good ones to experience the Christmas season. Excellent. Shall we get into it? Well, just the holiday season. Or is it specifically Christmas? I mean, it's winter. Okay. Christmas. But I mean, like, it's it's centered around Christmas, but I'm not right. talking about okay. just, like, Christmas Day and, like, strictly Christmas things. Right. But kind of, like, the overall feel that comes okay. with Christmas time. All right. Yes. L'chaim, everyone out there. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We're also going to mention there are more. <laughs> so to get into it, we'll start with Yellowstone National Park. Are you dreaming of a white Christmas? Yellowstone, the country's first national park, is the epitome of a winter wonderland. Your family can enjoy a secluded getaway at Old Faithful Snow Lodge and Cabins, accessible only by snow coach. You can sit by the fire with hot cocoa and look out at the vast wilderness that surrounds you. Daily hikes and exploration of the park will reveal ghost trees, which form when the stre- when the steam of Old Faithful freezes on nearby pine trees. So... If you don't know what a ghost tree is, just picture a skinny cumulonimbus cloud. So whenever steam from Old Faithful, so we'll do an episode on Yellowstone and heck, maybe a whole episode on Old Faithful itself, but that water is very, very hot and it shoots out of the ground with great pressure. But then whenever the air is so cold, it crystallizes. And so it lands on nearby trees and freezes and it just looks like someone who covered themselves with um, a white sheet to dress up as a ghost. Oh. Yeah, so it looks like that or a cumulonimbus cloud or just like a bunch of 
cotton balls. It's very funny and it really doesn't resemble, if you didn't know what you were looking at, you couldn't really tell that there was a pine tree underneath it. Wow. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah. So look up uh, Yellowstone ghost trees if you get it, if you get a second. But you can also, during the winter season, try snowmobiling. You can take photographs of bison and other wildlife on a winter photo safari. Um, and you can marvel at starry night skies, just like you could any other time of the year. Um, but Yellowstone sparkles with Christmas beauty, and it's an unforgettable destination for the holidays. Very cool. I would have never guessed, actually. So the second national park we'll talk about to spend Christmas is Everglades National Park. (laughs) That makes sense. And you might be thinking, Florida? Really? And I say, yes. So what do you think about when you think of Florida? Alligators. Alligators. I would think of hot, muggy. Maybe you would think of um, a naked man high on bath salts trying to convince the cashier at 7-Eleven that he's a pterodactyl. Um, (laughs) You know, all sorts of crazy stuff goes down in Florida. But it's much more than that. And if you are a snow phobic and cold avoider like me, Everglades National Park might be the place to spend the holidays. Um, So the best time of year to visit Everglades is during the dry season, which is winter, and the best month to visit the park is typically December. Temperatures range between high 50s at night and high 70s during the day, which to me sounds... Sounds great Solid. And then winter is also the time of year when manatees and dozens of species of birds migrate to the Everglades. So you can see some really cool animals. And whenever we do an episode on the Everglades... I have a short story about the time that I went snorkeling with manatees. I have a short story about manatees. Do you want to tell an hour or save it for later? I, I'll just say that uh, I, so I have a degree in marine biology. And when I was talking to my advisor, she was asking me, this is like before I graduated. She was like, what do you want to do with your degree? And I was like, I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Straight and, up. She was like, did you know that sailors used to think manatees were mermaids? Yeah. And I was like, um, Big, no. fat, happy mermaids. And she goes, I don't know what kind of Mediterranean ganja they were on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Great point. Uh, but yeah, manatees are so cool. And I do expect that whenever we do have an episode on Everglades National Park for you to cover manatees. I don't doubt that that will take place. However... Visiting Everglades National Park around Christmas is not a very well-kept secret because it's a very popular time to go whenever the weather is so favorable. So if you do go during Christmas time, um, be prepared for crowds. Wow. National Park to visit during Christmas number three is Rocky Mountain National Park. So if you really do want to get away from all of it over the holidays, plan a trip to this park that is less traveled, especially during winter. But during the Christmas season, Every tree is a Christmas tree, and it's decorated by nature. Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado is quiet and uncrowded, but the wildlife is still active, and it's easy to spot tracks in snow um, from some type of critter that has just recently passed through. Seeing an elk or a moose in its natural habitat and easily spotted against the pure white backdrop is an experience that you won't forget. The park offers free ranger-led snowshoe tours to view coyote, elk, deer, and snowshoe hares. That's awesome. Isn't that really cool? Visitors can also go sledding, try cross-country skiing, and backcountry skiing. Um, and those are some exciting activities to partake in during Christmas time. That's beautiful. That, I think that that's really sounds cool. picturesque. It sounds so picturesque. I mean, 
obviously whenever I was doing this research, I was Googling Rocky Mountain National Park in winter, Yosemite National Park, or not Yosemite, Yellowstone National Park in winter. And they all look, I mean, they're beautiful year round, but being from um, an area of the country that doesn't experience snow um, or snow very rarely, uh, it was just really cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Hiking Grand Canyon National Park during Christmas vacation may have never crossed your mind, but rest assured, it's amazing. So I hear. I've never done it myself. <laughs> but my research has made it sound very amazing. So not only is this popular Arizona destination almost empty, hiking the trails with only the sound of snow crunching under your boots is one of the most stirring experiences you There's can have snow? in the park. There is snow. It gets chilly in Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched um, Yeah, some guys tried to hike the whole thing. Uh-huh. And- Boy, did they not almost make it. Like, they, winter got them. Yeah, being the East Coasters that we are, we kind of like, I mean, at least me growing up, kind of thought that like everything out West was like the same climate and very temperate and very arid and very dry and brown and red and just clay. But they get all the seasons out there too. It's the elevation. Mm -hmm. It's that 3D world we don't live in. Yeah. But yeah, the Grand Canyon does experience their fair share of snow. Well, okay. Tell me more. Also, the Grand Canyon offers a fun holiday experience for families with the Polar Express. Families can board a train that runs from Williams, Arizona to the south rim of the park from November through early January and enjoy a scenic ride complete with hot chocolate and cookies. When you reach the quote-unquote North Pole, Santa Claus and his reindeer are waiting with a gift for each child. It's the best way for your kids to see the glory of the Grand Canyon and enjoy the magic of Christmas. It's also a way to pass on to children the importance of protecting nature and preserving our parks. Do it! That's so it. cute! Yeah, I wish, yeah. I love that. Will you take me there next year? I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say at the top of this episode, I at... In 2020, a lot of you have probably canceled your travel plans. Yeah. So maybe use this episode um, as some inspiration to really shake things up in 2021 um, whenever you're able to travel more and maybe do something very, very different for next Christmas. You can still escape your family. You can still escape your family, but have a really great time doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Number five. Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So obviously this is one of my favorites and especially being so close to home. Just had to talk about it. The Smoky Mountains is a top rated and incredibly busy park. However, winter is the low season here. If you visit in December, you'll have easy access to some of the most popular places, but without the crowds. The many waterfalls of the park are especially nice in winter, and there is one specific trait that's amazing during winter, and that's Laurel Falls Trail. So that's a very popular trail year-round, but especially in spring and summer. But in winter, you can capture glimpses of ice formations throughout the hike. And then some other falls, like Grotto Falls and Abrams Falls, are also likely to have beautiful winter masterpieces to them. So, again, like, I don't like the cold, but if I can see some really beautiful things while I'm freezing my bum off, then that makes it better. I also wanted to highlight Great Smoky Mountains National Park because of how close it is geographically to a number of small mountain towns. So, a lot of these national parks are 
a few hours yeah, or like more hike. drive to the closest civilization hike to a hike yeah but great smoky mountains is right around the corner from a number of towns so there are lots of activities to do in some of these towns during christmas season you can visit gatlinburg tennessee and go ice skating or skiing you can go to the town of pigeon forge tennessee that has an annual Winterfest tour of lights um, you can go to Cherokee North Carolina for the Cherokee lights and legends event where you can see custom design interactive displays that reflect Cherokee tribe stories that were traditionally told by the native people during winter months hmm. yeah so not just the park itself but some really cool activities to do around the park yeah there's a solar tree lighting and Boone. Oh, that's so cool. Just solar panels. Just solar panels. Love it. That's really neat. Add that to the list. Okay, Kat, I have a surprise for you. There's a bonus part. <laughs> Number <laughs> six. <laughs> and we're going international for oh. it. Oh. Yes. So we're going to talk about my favorite place on the entire planet. And that is Banff National Park <laughs> nice, in Canada. Yeah. Literally... I've been very blessed in my life to travel to a number of very cool places. I think my favorite place of all time is Alberta, which does have Banff National Park. Oh, okay. It's just so stunning. Like, you cannot believe, Cap. And apparently it just gets better during Christmas. So it is a literal winter fairy tale. So, to be surrounded by majestic mountains, snow-crusted pine trees, and snuggled in a cozy log cabin <laughs> makes for a very special white Christmas. Aww. You can visit the Banff Christmas Market. Kat, do you know what a Christmas market is? No. Yeah. Tell me so, more. So, like, I mean, you can, from context clues, you can just, like, assume it's, like, a, like, a little, like, a pop-up type of shop mm -hmm. thing. Oh, with I With Christmas theme. But... We don't really, like, I never grew up going to those, and, like, we don't really have, like, a lot of those. They're very, very popular in Europe because they originated in Europe. So mm -hmm. Christmas Market is a traditional event that celebrates the sights, sounds, and scents of the season, staged during the weeks leading up to Christmas. These markets originated in Germany beginning in the early 1400s, and now they are held in many countries all over the world. So it's just like a, like a farmer's market, but Christmas-themed. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at a picture of one. And have you ever seen the movie Big Fish? No. Oh, never mind. I think the town that they're in is called like Pleasantville or something. It's just like picturesque. And that's, that's, nice. that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. So, it might have actually been filmed there. Um, so apparently the town of Banff has um, a really cool Christmas market. Uh, you can also go ice skating on Lake Louise, mm -hmm. which my southern mind just like cannot. Like I remember the first time I watched the movie The Mighty Ducks and they were ice skating on a real life frozen lake and I was like yeah. what are they doing? Like that's insane. But you can go ice skating on Lake Louise which is so cool to me. Lake Louise specifically is just like so it, it's in like magazines and all over Instagram and like apparently it's just like so summer splendor you know but apparently it's just as captivating in the winter i went in april the one time that i did have the pleasure of going and it was still very wintry and the lakes were still frozen so i guess like just going at december and christmas time where you have like all the fun that that can take place surrounding the winter season but also with like just the joy and that's in the atmosphere yes. surrounding christmas i yes. can only imagine how wonderful it is so 
What better way to remember your Christmas in Banff than by grabbing a ride on a one horse or two, depending how many Christmas co-travelers you have with you, open sleigh, often pulled by massive, beautiful Clydesdales. Yes. Yeah. So that is my list of best national parks to spend Christmas. A little insert here. You can also go on a dog sledding adventure in Banff. In Banff? Mm -hmm. That's really cool, too. Yeah, so so many cool things to do um, in wintertime in some of these parks, which personally I never would like seek out again because like I don't like winter, but still like really cool to know. And um, I'm definitely going to partake in one of these one day. Yeah, let's let's do the Grand Canyon. Though. Let's do the Grand Canyon at Christmas time. <laughs> That's my song. Well, Kat, even though I already brought this up at the top of the episode, do you now have any? Questions, comments, thoughts, philosophies, intuitions, or ambiguities. Clydesdales are the prettiest horses. They're so freaking pretty. Yes. That was a really smart move on Budweiser's part. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, sorry. (laughs) Um, To incorporate Clydesdales in their marketing because they're they're just just perfect. So aesthetic. I think that they were actually used for those though. Like they are for pulling things more oh, so yes, than yes, other yes. horses. Yeah, because they are massive, muscular. You're right. You're right. But to continue mm-hmm. um, using them in they their are advertising, that's so cool, perfect. and just like creates such a such a vibe, such a mood. <laughs> yeah, love that. I also had one other thing to comment, not related at all, but I disagree with the use of the word disconcerting. Mm. It's just a weird word, Mm -hmm. and it's a weird way to put something that means concerning. Because it sounds like disconcerning, but it's actually disconcerting. And that's disconcerting to me, that someone (laughs) would use the word disconcerting instead of concerting, unsettling, bothering. Only Like, like really pompous people use that word. It's actually been taking place in a lot of news podcasts I've I listened to. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you're providing news. Like, you need to put, thing in, put things in, like, layman's terms and not very pompous terms. You need to terms. pivot, news people. You need to pivot. <laughs> anyway, that's just my very... Un- no one asked for it, but I'm giving that strong Thank you. opinion on, no, I on like it. the use of that word. I'm so. going to accidentally use that word a lot now. It's just going to come out of my mouth. I won't allow you. Well, you can find this and many more episodes on America's National Parks, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at MFYAM. Email us at podcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Thanks for your support. Happy holidays. And you'll hear from us soon. You're beautiful. Bye.